Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at Sent from Disneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons, Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wollin. B-Ticket patron, The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the interior of Monsanto's Hall of Chemistry. You can see three pairs of guests looking at test tubes filled with chemicals, reading through literature, and looking at glass jars filled with liquid. On the back it reads, In Disneyland, millions have visited Monsanto's Chemical Company's Hall of Chemistry, one of Tomorrowland's most popular attractions. Inside, the fascinating exhibits tell the story of Monsanto, where creative chemistry works wonders for you. It's postmarked December 26, 1958, with a San Diego. Aliens must report their address during January cancel and a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number 1035. I assume they visit the park on Thursday, December 25th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. The weather was a high of 67 and a low of 44. Park attendance that day was 11,337. It's addressed to a Mrs. B. Cohen of Rochester, New York. It reads, Dear Gert, Thank God we arrived here safely, and everything is just wonderful here. The weather and family are just wonderful. By now I hope you feel a lot better. Aunt Betsy and Dan. P.S. Regards to girls. Before we jump into Disneyland history, I wanted to talk about the unique postmark. It's ironic that this postmark about immigration was used with the Statue of Liberty postage stamp. Postmarks like this were used as a public service announcement. I just learned about one postmark that reads, Report obscene mail to your postmaster. I'll be on the lookout for a postcard with that cancel. Since we didn't hear anything about renovating the People Mover or anything about renovating Tomorrowland, let's look at the attraction that replaced the People Mover. Tomorrowland got a large renovation in 1998. This included adding bronze, copper, and other metallic hues to Space Mountain, covering up the 1960s Mary Blair murals with an Art Deco design which included images of past Tomorrowland attractions and the addition of large bronze and copper-colored rocks at the Tomorrowland entrance. Recently, these structures have been removed as some of the last remnants of the 1998 Tomorrowland. The only thing left from the 1998 facelift of the land includes the current version of the Astro Orbiter, the Cosmic Wave Sphere, and some of the design elements on the Carousel of Progress slash America Sings slash Innoventions slash Star Wars Launch Bay building, which will soon be a Disney Vacation Club lounge and the once kinetic sculpture above the People Mover loading platform, which hasn't moved for years. The attraction that replaced the People Mover was the Rocket Rods. 
Looking back at the addition of the Rocket Rods, it actually replaced two attractions. The Rocket Rods Q entrance was the original entrance for Circle Vision. So Circle Vision was removed as an attraction, but the show building was reimagined to be an extended queue area for the Rocket Rods. Guess what entrance see blueprints and some physical past and current Tomorrowland ride vehicles, painted with black light responsive colors to look like prototypes. Some of these vehicles were the old rocket jets, the front cab of a monorail, and sadly, the recently replaced People Mover ride vehicle. Guests would then wend their way through switchbacks in the old Circle Vision showroom, with projectors still in use, showing Disneyland short films about the future of travel. Some of these were from the Wonderful World of Color television show, and included clips of Walt talking about the future forms of transportation. A complaint about this room was in regards to the length of time guests would spend in the room waiting, longer than the looping video shown. I guess would see the presentation two or more times while waiting. Once out of the old Circle Vision room, guests would then take a stairway one floor under Tomorrowland and come up the stairway two floors to the old People Mover and now the Rocket Rod's loading and unloading platform. Enfield Post is celebrating a six-year anniversary. Currently, she's offering a 30% coupon until Sunday, September 18th. Hope you're listening right after this episode drops. She's currently sold out of some of my favorite stamps, but there are plenty of others to choose from. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has Pluto standing in front of the Matterhorn. The top and the bottom of the card read, Pluto, at Disneyland. On the back it reads, Have you seen Mickey? Pluto lopes about in search of his lifelong companion Mickey Mouse. And Goofy, here is a truly hilarious trio for guests to meet in Disneyland, home of Walt Disney's most beloved characters. It's postmarked July 18, 1972, with a San Francisco cancel and a six-cent Eisenhower postage stamp, Scott number 1393. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, July 16th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 82 and a low of 67. It's addressed to a Mrs. William J. McKay of West Nyack, New York. It reads, Disneyland was fun. Wishing you and Bill were here with us. You should have seen me on one of the rides. The rocket rods followed the same track as the people mover. Guests saw the same things, except now guests saw windows into interventions instead of the Tron projections. The attraction loaded and unloaded much slower than the people mover, allowing the vehicles to fully stop to load guests and check for safety straps. The capacity of the vehicles was considerably less than the people mover vehicles, with just five guests per vehicle. The attraction started with a racetrack stop light-like signal although guests were not racing another car like you experience on Radiator Springs Racers. The attraction's top speed was only 30 miles per hour, and only on the longer, straight sections of the track. Most of the maintenance problems arose from the computer system being overwhelmed by the constant change in speed throughout the attraction. It took three years to complete the rocket rods after the people mover closed. The rocket rods only ran from May of 1998 until it temporarily closed in the summer of 2000 and officially closed in April of 2001, when Imagineers officially announced that it would not be coming back. One of the highlights from the attraction was that it was the first Disneyland attraction to have a single rider line. The Rocket Rod's original name was Rocket Rod's XPR, or Experimental Prototype Rocket. I was able to ride this attraction in the summer of 2000, 
once. The long line deterred me from trying to write it a second time. I'm still hopeful there'll be some use for the old people mover track. Maybe we'll hear some good news at the next D23 Expo. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has the house of the future. You can see Sleeping Beauty Castle in the background and the Monsanto's sign in front of the house. On the bottom, it reads, Remembering Tomorrowland, a vista into the world of wondrous ideas, never before published images from the Mostalgia Collection. On the back, it reads, House of the Future, Tomorrowland. This exclusive photograph from the Mostalgia Collection shows Monsanto's House of the Future, an all-plastic dwelling containing futuristic marvels such as such as microwave ovens and wall-mounted TVs. It's postmarked September 7, 2022, with a Santa Ana thinking of you cancel, and a 1969 First Moon Landing Metallic Moon Forever postage stamp. It's got number 5400. It reads, 2022-09-06. It's a hot morning. Waits here were short, but are getting longer as the day wears on. Celebrating the wife unit's B-Day at the Blue Bayou, Don. Thank you so much for the postcard, Don. So fitting to get a Tomorrowland postcard in between two weeks of Tomorrowland-based episodes. I do enjoy the Blue Bayou for special occasions. It's one, if not the best, Disney restaurants for ambiance. I also love getting new postcards. I love the House of the Future, and have not seen an image of it from this angle, with the castle in the background. Finally, great stamp choice as the moon landing was televised and, as I mentioned in episode 105, shown in Tomorrowland. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent From Disneyland podcast.